Bros, and welcome to this Halloween special episode of the All Bros. Ooh. That was awful. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, yeah, so this is our Halloween special. We are going to be breaking down the original 1978 Halloween movie. Yeah, the Night He Came Home. Hell yeah. Uh, this episode is getting released on Halloween, so happy Halloween, everyone. Yes, happy Halloween. Happy safe Halloween. Happy safe Halloween. Never thought I'd have to say that, but yeah, no happy joke. safe Halloween. Yeah, uh, so for this special episode, we are just going to be breaking down the original 1978 Halloween. Uh, we're not, John Carpenter. Yeah, we're not going to do any of our normal stuff because this is a bonus episode, so... Yeah. We can't predict the future. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, so, with that, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros score, or an All Bros letter grade. Um, yeah, so the eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then at the very end we give it our own personal grade, which gives us our average, it gives us a percentage, and then it translates that into a letter grade. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, with that, uh, Rose is going to read us the synopsis for Halloween. And then we'll discuss the movie from there. If you have not seen Halloween, boo the hell on is you. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> the hell's wrong with you. The greatest horror film ever made. At least to me it is. Oh, we'll find out. Because <laughs> we, we've graded a lot of horror movies. Caleb, all I'm saying is if this score's lower than A Nightmare on Elm Street, you're about to catch these hands. What? Why would that be my fault? <laughs> I'm just saying. You can't give it all a hundred, asshole. Like hell I can't. <laughs> Alright, well, this might be the last episode of the All Bros as well. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, Alright, all getting right. into it. So, Rose. On October 31st, 1963, on Halloween night in the fictional, fictional small town of Haddonfield, Illinois... Six-year-old Michael Myers inexplicably stabs his older sister, Judith, to death with a kitchen knife in their home and is incarcerated at Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Fifteen years later, on October 30, 1978, Michael's psychiatrist, Dr. Samuel Loomis, and his colleague, Marion Chambers, arrive at the sanitarium to escort Michael to court. Michael escapes by stealing their car and returns to Haddonfield, killing a mechanic for his coveralls as well as stealing a white mask, a rope, and knives from a local hardware store. The next day on Halloween, high school student Lori Strode drops off a key at the still unoccupied and... I don't even know the word, and dilapidated. Sure. Okay. Uh, Meyer's home her father is trying to sell. Michael stalks her throughout the day, and she notices, but her friends Annie Brackett and Linda Vanderklok dismiss her concerns. Loomis arrives in Haddonfield in search of Michael and finds Judith's tombstone missing from the local cemetery. He meets with Annie's father, Sheriff Lee Brackett, and they both investigate Michael's house, where Loomis tells Sheriff Brackett of the danger Michael poses. 
Sheriff Brackett is doubtful of Michael's danger and goes to patrol the streets while Loomis waits at the house, expecting Michael to return. Later that night, Lori babysits Tommy Doyle while Annie babysits Lindsay Wallace across the street, unaware that Michael has followed them. Michael also kills the Wallace's dog. <laughs> Damn, Michael. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> when Annie's boyfriend, Paul, calls her to come and pick him up, she takes Lindsay over to the Doyle house to spend the night with Lori and Tommy. Before Annie can leave, Michael, who hid in the backseat of her car, strangles her and slits her throat. Soon after, Linda and her boyfriend, Bob Sims, arrive at the Wallace house. After having sex, Bob goes downstairs to get a beer for Linda, and Michael stabs him to death. Michael then poses as Bob in a ghost costume and confronts Linda, who teases him to no effect. Annoyed, Linda calls Lori, but Michael strangles her to death with the telephone cord, just as Lori picks up. Meanwhile, Loomis discovers the stolen car and begins searching the streets. Suspicious, Lori goes over to the Wallace, Wallace house and finds the bodies of Annie, Bob, and Linda, as well, as well as Judith's headstone, in the upstairs bedroom. Lori cowers in the hallway where Michael suddenly appears and attacks her, causing her to fall backwards on the staircase. Lori narrowly escapes and flees back to the Doyle house where she gets Tommy to wake up and let her in. Michael gets in and attacks her again, but she keeps him at bay by stabbing him with a knitting needle, a coat hanger, and his own knife, temporarily knocking him out each time, then sends Tommy and Lindsay to go to a neighbor's house down the street and have them call the police. Loomis sees Tommy and Lindsay running from the house and goes to investigate, finding Michael and Lori fighting upstairs. During the fight, Lori rips Michael's mask off, making him hesitate and put it back on. Loomis shoots Michael six times, knocking him off the balcony. Agreeing with Lori that Michael is the boogeyman, Loomis walks to the balcony and looks down to see that Michael has vanished. Unsurprised, he stares off into the night as Lori begins to sob. Michael's breathing is heard during a montage of locations he had recently been, indicating he could be anywhere. Oof. Chills. Chills. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good movie. Super fun. It, it's it's well, not necessarily fun. I was like, it's oh, it's the it's well, it's a very intense movie. Yes, and and I feel really really makes it tense, and we'll kind of get to like kind of this. Uh, um, I can I'm gonna touch more upon this in the score. But when uh, John Carpenter uh, first like submitted this movie for it to get released, they said, "Okay, you got a horror movie or you got a scary movie that's not even scary," and so he had to. Um, I forget how long it took him to write the the soundtrack for the movie, but it didn't take him long. He threw it together pretty fast, and him adding like all the like the like when Michael like opens the door and it's just like da 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 or like shit like that, freaking adds tension to this movie, and I freaking love it. Just, oh, this, this, yeah, I'm sorry. I just freaking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a super good one. It it's it's not hard to tell why this is a classic. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's not. But I do feel like there are maybe a few slow parts, dude. Why do you <laughs> look at me so intensely? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Oh, that was funny. 
like I just feel like there's a there's times where it seems to drag on a little bit, and you just kind of want it to get on with the story. Okay. And specifically, it's maybe when you're we're alert, not quite when we're learning about like Lori, but it's more when Michael's being a creep and watching kids at at the school. That's fair, but I feel that still has one. That scene kind of to me has one of the most effective jump scares. Is when the kid, uh, one of Tommy's, uh, not Tommy, one of Lonnie's friends, like comes running down the steps, and all of a sudden, like Michael grabs him. Like, scare, still scares the shit out of me. It still, like, abrupts me. And then, like, the kid... I love how the kid just stares it up, <laughs> up at him for a minute and then takes off the other way. Yeah, well, it was the late, the late 80s, or late 70s. Yeah, so. it was Halloween, so, like, when you see someone <laughs> in a mask, like, are you really going to be that, like, surprised? No, but it's... It, I think it scares us now, specifically, because if a... If we were that young and an adult grabbed us, yeah, <laughs> tried to manhandle us like that, we would flip out. I think back then it was just common practice to get hit by someone you didn't know. Stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> yeah, but you do get kind of get terrified that Michael's going to bushwhack that kid. You do. Um, thank goodness he doesn't kill any young children in this movie. Or any of his movies, I don't believe. No. I know. <laughs> does he bushwhack a kid? No, no. He, well, actually, no. Technically, he does. In 2018's Halloween, he kill, he strangles that one kid in the car. What? Yeah, you remember when the bus crashes? Was that a young kid? Yeah, he was only like 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that. And then, uh, like, when he uh, first gets to Haddonfield, um, and he grabs the butcher knife and, like, he walks past that baby, everyone was like, no, Michael, that is way too freaking far. But thankfully, he just stands there for a second, and then he walks by. <laughs> I feel that would have been way too far. Yeah. You know, it would have been funny if they did, like, what they did in The Mandalorian, and he just, like, lifts his finger out, and like, towards the baby. <laughs> Oh shit! Have you watched that yet? No. God not. damn it! I'm sorry. It's not that hard. Watch the Mandalorian. Okay. Yes, sir. Dude, you know how many times you've said that? A hundred. A lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> Are you just waiting for season two to come out? Don't even lie. Do you even know when season two comes out? It's this month, right? You are the worst. Is it this month or is it next month? <laughs> no, it's this month. Ah, bitch. By the time this episode comes out, it'll already be out. Oh. Yeah. Don't I already know what I need to know? There's the Mandalorian and then there's the child. Isn't that all I need to know? I'm like five seconds away from <laughs> stabbing you. <laughs> Anyway, um, pacing issues. There are, I think, a few moments that have some pacing issues for me. Okay. Um, I do feel like they kind of linger on Lori a little bit while she's babysitting. 
at times oh, for she, a little long. She is the main character. I know. I know she's the main character, but there's just times where it's like nothing is really going on with her. Okay. And they keep cutting to her, and it's like, still nothing, still nothing. And it, every all the shit's happening across the street. Okay. But, I mean, once it gets into it with Lori, that's, like, when shit really hits the fan, that's when it gets, like, super good. And I think this movie has a lot of really good creative kills. It does. I love uh, when Annie is about to get killed. She gets into her car and she sees, like, the fogged up window. She's just, like, like, runs her finger across the front. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Michael just comes from the back and strangles her to death. Yeah, I I love that one. Um, I also really liked what he did with the headstone. Oh yeah, that was nuts. That that was really <laughs> cool. Or um, or Bob's uh, classic stabbing him to the door. Yeah, with one knife. <laughs> so oh. posted a meme. <laughs> Who's at this? Okay, so I mean, how much do you remember this movie? Um, I watched it fairly recently. Okay. Um, I think I watched it last Thursday. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I watched it again a couple days ago. Okay. Do you remember the part when, um, ah, shit, Bob and, uh, what's the other friend's name? It's not Annie. It's, um, anyway, she's, she's like, okay, first off, we're gonna, we're gonna go upstairs. She's like saying all this plan. Like Bob's like, okay, gotcha. First, first of all, I'm going to take your clothes off. And then second of all, you're going to take my clothes off. And then we'll take Lindsay's clothes off. KK, I got it. <laughs> and just like thinking about it nowadays, you know, like people will be like, okay, you know, that's gross. It's a kid and all the shit. I mean, back then it was funny. Um, but someone posted a meme that said. Was it though? <laughs> I mean, he didn't actually mean it. He was drunk. He was joking. Um, but the part, someone posted a meme with him stabbed to the wall, and it's just like, it was at this moment Bob realized he would not be taking Lindsay's clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, right? Uh, um. But, I mean, overall, I think um, what I love is that with the character of Michael... The, the story just really focuses on he's just a six-year-old kid that just snapped one day. I don't even necessarily think that he snapped. It's okay. just he was just like, I wonder what this is like. Yeah, because <laughs> honestly, when uh, he like goes out onto um, back outside and his parents pull up and the dad's just like, Michael, and pulls off his mask, like you see like a look of like, what the hell did I just do? Ah, that... I disagree with you on that look. Okay, like, it, it's not necessarily. I don't think it's a look of anything. It's not a look of remorse. It's not a look of like being stunned. It's just a look. Like he's just standing there. Like, and I think that's what's so terrifying about Michael. And I he, think that's kind of necess- like how why Doctor Loomis says um, he realize that there was literally nothing left no conscience no nothing he literally was the he never said like he was the devil but he said he had the devil's eyes and just i I just love that he said like there was literally literally nothing left michael's just a presence yeah i like you can justify that and just say that michael is a shell yeah 
he doesn't have like feelings or emotion or any of that kind of stuff. Like, cause it, even in like the, the 2018 version, he doesn't have like emotion. No, he does. Like he gets things happen around him. Like when that one dude pulls his mask out, he doesn't react really. Like he, he kind of like turns his head to maybe look at the mask, but yeah. he doesn't react. At least not in any significant way. No, he's just like, oh, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in in this, it's it's an emptiness. Yeah, there's like it's not. I think that's what's so scary about Michael. Is he? There's no reason for him to kill. No, uh-uh. like it's not a revenge thing. It's just killing. Yeah. And there's I, no. And I, I, I don't want to touch upon this yet because we're gonna re- review Halloween 2018 until when before we get right, to it. Yeah, <laughs> right before Halloween Kills comes out. But I just want to touch on something really quickly, like. In that one, you know, like Lori's been traumatized for forty years, and just all this, sh- all this shit, and you know, she's focused her uh, time on making sure that Michael never got to do what he was able to do in nineteen seventy eight. And when he finally escapes, you know, like I know, like some people are like, you know, like oh, he's like totally gonna go after Lori and all this shit. And I'm, if you watch it a couple times, you're like, no, he's honestly just walking around Haddonfield just killing people the only way he uh ends up at Lori's house is because of dr sartain that's the only reason he ends up there so it's yeah, really he sad. give two shits yeah <laughs> so it's really sad to think that Lori dedicated her 40 freaking years of her life to this man who doesn't give two shits about her <laughs> like he's just like you were just another victim yeah you got away but i really don't give a shit yeah it's kind of like a uh who are you <laughs> And then she's just being like, like that, like that's a whole, isn't that the whole thing, like with uh, the opposite of love? Like everyone assumes that the opposite of love is hate, but it's not. The opposite of love is apathy. Yeah. And that's what he is. He's just an apathetic character. He gives no shits. Like, he just wanted to kill. Yeah, that that's all that Michael wants to do. Yeah. For what reason? We have no freaking clue. No. But I think that's what makes Michael so special is because, like, no one can get inside his brain. Even Dr. Loomis couldn't. And he spent how many freaking years with him? A lot. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I dislike so much because, like, this whole concept of... Michael being a shell and almost like inhuman. Like he's just not like humanistic at all. And I think that's like been my biggest issues. And I think I've stated this before about his mask. I don't like seeing his eyes with the mask. That's fair. And I feel um, like a lot of movies try not to show the mask but some unfortunately did like halloween h2o like oh my gosh (laughs) um but but i feel the original and also the 2018 
did a really good job of making sure that you just saw black because yeah. like Dr. Loomis says, he has the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Yeah. So. And that like, it just makes him more like seeing his eyes make like, and it's so funny, like just how important the eyes are yeah. in people. When you don't see the eyes, the whatever it's an entity. Yeah. Like like with the with the Mandalorian, there's almost something like inhuman about him until you see his mask off and it humanizes the character. You shouldn't humanize Michael because he's not human. Yeah. He has no feelings. He is a shell. Like there's nothing, and I love that they they pulled that off with this. They, they really did. Like, the only thing I mean, I... you do see his face. You do, but then he like stops what he's doing to yeah. put it back on. Yeah, and then once he does that, then he continues what he was after. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's like a psychological thing, because in the 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 sanatorium. Sanitarium. Sanitarium. He is. He doesn't have a mask, and no. it seems like they've had no real issues with him. Yeah. And maybe it's the same with Michael. Like he feels when he he doesn't want to be human, so he puts on a mask to. I don't know. I don't. That's so ugh, so frustrating about Michael because he has no motive whatsoever. No. Like it's hard to be like, oh, this is why he does this, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like putting on his real face to go kill, or maybe the mask is to hide the humanity in him. Because they have no issues with Michael until he throws the mask on. Yeah. And then once he has, like, because has he ever killed someone without a mask? He technically has. In Halloween 2018. <laughs> he kills the shit. Because, <laughs> remember, after he gets uh, the... Sorry we keep bringing up the 2018 one. I know we're talking about the original here. Um, but when he, after he gets the um, coveralls from the uh, mechanic in the gas station... He, um, spoiler alert for Halloween 2018, um, he, uh, kills the two journalists to get his mask back, and, uh, yeah, during those some scenes, you never see, like, you never really, yeah, you hardly ever see his eyes in Halloween 2018, the only time you really see it is the one messed up eye, because Laurie stabbed him with the, um, coat hanger in this one, the original, um, but yeah, just, like, that's I feel that's like the standout when he killed somebody without his mask is when he beat the shit out of those two. But I love that scene. So Me too. Sorry. Anyway. Back to Halloween. Yeah, back to this Halloween. Sorry. Um It has some pacing issues. I I can give you that. The overall story though is not bad. It's not. Um I, don't, I really don't have a lot of problems with the story, um, but I'm I I can definitely agree with you. There are some pacing issues. Like, do you feel like um, maybe when Lori, Annie, and 
can't forget her. And what's her face? Yeah. Or uh, walking home from school on Halloween. Do you feel that kind of goes on a little bit too long? I think that's one of those scenes, yeah. Okay. There's a few that you could you could crop down. Okay. Once the dialogue, once the like expositional dialogue is over, cut to the next scene. Yeah, okay. I, I can give you that. And I think that's something that, just because we talked about it, is um nightmare on elm did really well yeah once it the expositional dialogue was over it moved on yeah and that's kind of where that failed like because it once it, it got to this point where with halloween where it's just nothing is happening okay. nothing was nothing that was said was leading the story in a certain direction it's just it was talking to be talking yeah and i've made it very clear i dislike that a lot in movies (laughs) yes caleb has like it once you've gotten the exposition done move on (laughs) (laughs) unless what you're doing is leading the story somewhere move on (laughs) all right right, fair enough like i don't like wasted words (laughs) All right, so then what are you sitting at for the story? Uh, the pacing issues bring it down significantly for me. But I'm still f- fairly on the high side, I would say. I'm like in the mid-80s. Like 85? Yeah. Okay, I can give you an 85. Yeah? Yeah. You're not going to throw a bitch fit? No, I'm not going <laughs> to throw a bitch fit. <laughs> <laughs> so what what were you like what was I your ideal was, i was actually thinking 85 as well really yeah Jeez, i know, didn't right? think that was gonna happen i know right all right next up we got writing i don't know about you but i'm gonna point out the most <laughs> it's funny but it's annoying lines is that okay i gotta know her name <laughs> pissing you off so much it really is um the, okay so uh linda linda <laughs> how often she says totally oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> yeah i am just gonna <laughs> say it right now writing is below the story Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. There's just so much wasted dialogue. I think that's the most wasted dialogue. Everything that they wrote for Doctor Loomis, I think, is gold. I think so too. I absolutely agree. It's just all the dumb bullshit. <laughs> or uh, when um ah, <laughs> oh, what was it? I forget. Yeah, I forget what Annie's talking about. Um. And Lori, she's just like, shit. And Annie's just like, oh, I have a place for that. And Lori's just like, no, I forgot my te- I forgot my science book. And uh, like, shut <laughs> up. And I love Linda's just like, oh, I'm always forgetting my science book and my math book and my English book. Well, who really needs books anyway? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay, I get you. Like, you, you are really bringing out the high schooler in, in you guys. But holy shit, please stop. Yes. <laughs> To the writing room, overkill, <laughs> and to Linda, shut the hell up. You're ditzy. We get it. 
You're not book smart. No. <laughs> I do love though. She when, aggravated uh, the living shit out fair. of me, dude. When I, she like every time we've watched this because we've watched this a decent amount of times. We have. I think the last time I watched it was my fifth or sixth. Hell and this yeah. was like, yeah, but it's just, Linda, shut up, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I'll give you this. I love, I'll say uh, one of my favorite uh, lines from Annie is when Lori's saying like, oh, you know, she sees someone behind the bushes. So Annie goes to check it out. <laughs> and she's just like, Lori, dear. She calls her over and she doesn't see anybody because she says like, Oh, it's Ben Tramer. He wants to talk to you and doesn't see anybody. He's just like, oh, Lori, scared another one away. <laughs> Dude, that's another thing. Like, when she's just like, look, when Lori's looking forward, sees Michael, and yeah. she's like, hey, do you see him? And they look, and then you see Michael move, and they're like, I didn't see anyone. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bitch, you lying. <laughs> you lying. Yeah, like they sh- they could have cut that different. Where yeah. maybe that you see Michael and then you hear Lori say, "Hey, do you guys see that?" While he's moving, and then they look and they're like, "I didn't see it." Like that would make more sense than them looking and then him moving. Like, what? <laughs> the the writing is not strong. <laughs> Okay. It is not. The question is, though, how not strong is it? I swear if you put it below an 80. It's, <laughs> I'm like high 70s. You bitch. Are you going to disagree with me? I Linda am. tears this movie down. Okay, yes. Linda tears this movie down. But what I feel saves it is the writing for Dr. Loomis. And also, I think the writing actually for Laurie Strode is very solid as well. It's pretty solid, but how often do they speak, Rose? Lori's the main character, so Lori speaks a lot. Mm, I feel other people talk more than her. Mm, I think Linda talked more than her. I disagree. Mm, (laughs) I think you need to watch it again. (laughs) I don't think I do. I've seen this movie like 50 freaking times. Fine, if you won't let me go below 80, I'm... Putting it at an 80. Okay, deal. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking bastard. Alright, next up we got acting. Okay, so we agreed that we're going to uh, rate Donald Pleasance as Dr. Samuel Loomis and Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Yes, we can't really do Michael, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, Nick Castle and everybody else who had a part playing Michael, good job, you did a great job. Yeah, but it, it it's we focus on speaking roles. Yes, <laughs> and as much as everyone wants Michael to speak, which I don't, but nah, that would humanize him too much. Yes, exactly. Um, but anyway, okay, should we start with Laurie or uh, Loomis? <sighs> I say Loomis just because Laurie is the main character. Okay, that sounds good to me. All right. So, overall, Donald Pleasance, what'd you think of him? I really liked him. I think his insights on into Michael were intriguing. They really were. Oh. And it's just good character building for Michael as a whole. I don't 
well, I don't know. I don't know if Michael would be more terrifying without the the description of him or without the the characterization that we get from Loomis. I think part of me thinks like you would just be wondering why does he do this the entire movie? Yeah. If we didn't get Loomis's exposition on him. Because like he said many times, he is the embodiment of pure evil. Right. That's what Michael Myers is. But I also could see you being more terrified of him without that exposition as well. Okay. It's just, it's, it's a toss up. It's a toss up on okay. how on where on what side of the coin that would land. Okay, that's because I could see the argument for both sides. Yeah, like being like, okay, well, like this is confusing. Like, who is this character? What's his deal? And blah blah blah. And then the other side of being like, this is freaking nuts, dude. Like he hasn't talked a bit. <laughs> I'll say one thing that I think is. The kind of the weirdest line that Loomis says in the movie, but also like just makes me giggle every time I do it. Uh, when he's guarding the Myers house and uh, Lonnie and some of his friends come up and they dare him to go up there and he's by the bushes and he goes, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. <laughs> and they start running off and he's freaking proud of that. And he just gives himself like a little, like, like a big old smile. And it's just really funny. <laughs> Okay, Loomis, it was funny, but was it that funny? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, uh, overall, like, Donald Pleasance, like, I think, um, uh, yeah, he was, like, the only, like, big-name star that John Carpenter was able to get for this movie. And kudos to Donald Pleasance for being willing to be in this student film, because phenomenal job in this and i'm really glad that he continued as the franchise went on even though the movies got worse and i really hate that his last movie was halloween six yeah um but anyway um just superb acting the way he describes michael is honestly gives me goosebumps if if i'm being honest and just I I really don't have anything but good things to say about his performance. I'll give you that. For me, I'm at a solid 90. Mm. Damn it. I might be... Okay. I'm a little bit lower than you. Okay. Just on the cheese factor. Okay. With some of the stuff that he says. Okay. And specifically the... (laughs) Get your ass out of here. So I yeah. shouldn't have brought that up. Minus, so if you, if I'm cheese factor alone, I'm down to like an eighty-six. Damn. Okay. Just because, like, I don't know. There's just other scenes I feel like could have been done better. Yeah. And I, I'm chalking it up to him. Just because there were some deliveries that were a little off, but it very well could have been other factors. Okay. But I I don't know that for sure, just because I wasn't part of the production, obviously. Yeah. So I'm chalking it up to him. Okay. So, yeah, I'm at like an 86. But if you're like set at 90, 88? Yeah, I was actually going <laughs> to recommend that. I can give, yeah, I can give you 88. Okay. 
All right, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, which this was her first movie. That is awesome. I know she knocked it out of the park. Phenomenal. Um, this is where she truly became a scream queen, because damn, she could scream. Oh yeah, she did really good. She really did. She did a great job playing. Uh, you know, just kind of like a normal teenager in the eighties. Uh, where her friends are kind of assholes to her. I, I, I'm sorry. Freaking Linda. Li- yeah, Linda. <laughs> no, no, no. Not really Linda. I actually like Linda and Lori together. Linda's not really that mean to Lori. It's Annie who's a freaking bitch to Lori. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, Lori, why the hell are you still friends with her? She likes to, like, she'll, like, raise you up sometimes, but then she'll, like, shoot you down, like, the next, like, the next minute. Like. Come on, Lori. It's like freaking Regina. Oh, yeah. Regina George? Yeah, Regina George from Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love what uh, Karen, she's just like, I can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> gosh, we need to add Mean Girls on our list we sometime. D- yes, That'd please. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I totally want to break that down. Um. Anyway. Dude, should we break that down like the weekend of Valentine's? That would be hilarious. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, anyway. Gosh, where were we? <laughs> um, uh, Lori. Annie. Annie. Yeah. Well, stupid. Yeah. But yeah, Lori. Yeah, she... I think she played more normal than any of the other... Like, I think everyone else kind of overacted. Yeah, I'll give you that. And it it's... It kind of bummed me out a little bit because with everyone else over, or overacting, yeah, like overperforming, it made Jamie Lee Curtis's performance seem underwhelming. I I can give you okay, I can give you that. And I feel like if they would have just dialed it back a little bit, it would have evened everyone out. Yeah, and her performance would stand out a lot more than it. Did. That okay? That's fair. Which is so unfortunate. It is that like something like that kind of outside factor can mess with the main character. Yeah, unfortunately, because it's almost like I feel like someone that would that doesn't understand everything that's going on would almost prefer Annie or Linda as the main character. That that's a very good point. And it sucks because Lori's freaking awesome. Yeah. And it's difficult to judge her because of that, but it is one of those factors where you're just like, oh, well, these people are a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Okay, I can give you that. So, that being said, I I still think she is fairly high. I would put her above Loomis. Really? Yes. Okay. Probably by like a point or two, so like eighty nine, maybe ninety. I'm good either way, whichever you want to go for. I'll go eighty nine because I don't okay. think she's quite up there yet. Okay. Just because like being her first film and everything. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right, and that averages our score out to an eighty eight point five for acting. Not too shabby. Not too bad at all. 
All right, next up we got character development, which we're going to chalk up to logic because this is a horror film. I feel for kind of just it's a basic uh, guy kills people with a knife. Um, when it comes to logistics, not right? Is that what I'm going Logistics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's definitely not out of the ordinary. Like, this shit happens. Yeah. Um, it's definitely grounded in reality, I would say. Absolutely. Um, but Michael is, I would almost say supernatural in a way. Borderline, because he got shot six times. Yeah, fair. That's like the one, like, outlandish thing in this, that he survived that. Yeah. If he's a normal human being. All right, fair. Now, them setting the continuity that he is somewhat supernatural in the future makes sense that he would survive that. But... That that got retconned when... Halloween 2018. Right. Yeah. But this is as as it's standalone. Yes. Yeah. So, if you wanted to say that Michael was a supernatural entity, you could. Yes. And get away with that. But I don't like saying that. But if you are setting this in reality, it's it's difficult. Whichever way affects the score a little bit. So, I would say if you are setting this in reality... With all the kills, I think the coolest one, my personal favorite, is the freaking headstone. Yeah, I can give you that. Like, I I love the theatrics of that. That is that is a very good kill. Um, second, I would give to the being knife to the wall. That's that's my favorite, Bob's, because I just love uh when he does his like classic head tilt and he's ex- he's like examining his work and you know giving himself a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah and then uh so was it annie that was the uh headstone or was that linda no annie's the one that's laying uh on the bed below the headstone okay so linda's the one that gets her uh throat slit no 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 annie still gets her throat slit but if you're talking about like in the car yes yeah but she's also the one that's laying um in front of the headstone on the bed when Lori walks into the room. So wait, so how does Linda kick the bucket? L- Linda is choked to death by the phone cord. Oh, that's right. And then right. Uh, Lori finds her in the closet. Okay, yeah. that one I would say is my favorite reveal. Okay. Because that one is like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, Kill, I would put it third. That Okay, that's fair. Um... But yeah, all of those, like the logic of that, I, gosh, because it's, if you set this in reality, the, the, the fact that you can stab someone to the wall and they stay up there, not very li- likely. No. Especially because the knife was going up and down. Yeah, true. So it would have like, the weight would have just slipped through him more until he was touching the ground until the weight was a little bit more leverage. Yeah. So if you're setting this in reality, I would put this maybe at like an, an 80. Okay. If you're going for the supernatural, I would put this around 86. So I will 
kind of even it out and go to like 83 and a half. Okay, I can give you 83 and a half. Yeah? Yeah, alright. <laughs> alright, next up we got effects. I mean, there's not really a lot, but I feel they still do hold up. I think they do. Yeah. Um. Honestly, the only one that I feel doesn't hold up is the opening when Michael kills his sister. Just because the stabbing is... I'll give eh. you that, and also especially considering that... I mean, you know that um, who uh, did that whole scene, right? Do you know who did that? No. So it was actually Deborah Hill. Um, so that's actually not a kid doing that. And you can kind of tell, like, because the height-wise, way too tall to be a kid. But yeah, okay. so it's Deborah Hill who uh, helped John Carpenter write Halloween. And I think she was the co-director as well. Um, but I'm gonna, I am gonna—I can agree with you there, especially when um, he's stabbing her and then he looks over at his, his arm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, like, who, like, he's just like, oh yeah, that's some good stabbing motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit much. And I think that was just a lot of, I think that was just in there for unnecessary nudity. That's fair. Yeah, I can give you that. Other than that, um, Linda's kill was was pretty good. Um, I I like the reveal. Like I the the re- reveal was amazing yes, for me. It was. Um, then you said Bob. Yeah, Bob. Bob's kill was badass. <laughs> I loved that one. That was just, ooh freaking nuts. Yeah. And then, Annie's. I think Annie's looked really good. Yeah, it's simple, the, but you know, it's a yeah, it's a simple effect, but a very effective one. Yeah. So, uh, it's hard to. I don't know. Like, I think they held up really well. They, they really did. Like I said, the only one that that brings it down is the opening kill. Yeah, I I, I can I can actually agree with you there, but with. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much that should bring it down because everything else was amazing. I think the the stunt work between Laurie and Michael, because I mean they fought quite a bit. Yeah, like the whole when she's in the closet and like she stabs him with the coat hanger. That was really good. Yeah, I feel like that could have been that could have aged really bad, but. It looked like he actually like got stabbed, yeah, and then yeah. you're just like, "Ooh, shit!" Yeah. Um, and then, uh, or even when they're uh, downstairs, like um, by the couch, like when he pops up and stabs her, uh, he stabs her shoulder. That still looks really good. Yeah. Uh, her poking him in the neck with one of the knitting needles. Um, just yeah, like besides the opening of. Michael stabbing his sister. Everything else like actually really holds up. It does. And this is out of ten, right? E- no. Out of a hundred, sorry. Yeah. Um, like eighty-five. I can give you eighty-five on that. Okay. Unless you want to go higher. <laughs> Honestly, I might go up to like eighty-seven. Okay, I can give you eighty-seven. All right, next up we got music. If you don't let me give this 10, I'm going to kick your ass. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. 
It's not a 10. It's a 10. It is a, a solid 9. It's a 10, bitch. No, it is not a 10. <laughs> I am putting my foot down. This is not a 10. Uh, it, okay, is it a... Tell me why it's not a 10. Because, a, okay. His score is amazing. Okay. Michael's score is amazing. They used silences really, really well. Okay. But the rest of the music is not Lori's theme. Like the da da na da na da na da na da na da when she's walk first walking to school. Oh bitch, I'm gonna throw hands with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a solid nine. If you <sighs> Alright. Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. Alright, let's Damn it. <laughs> Suck it, bitch. Oh, Nine. Shit. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, damn. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got costumes. Pretty solid for the late 70s. Um, Michael's costume is fantastic. I love just the simplicity of blue coveralls, black boots, and then... Like, I love that the mask is so simple because they literally just bought a William Shatner Star Trek mask, cut the sideburns, dyed the hair brown and shuffled it, made it messy, and then painted it white and then just widened the eye holes. And I think they made the eyebrows a little more, um, um, what's the word? Poke out? Maybe? Prominent? Yeah, prominent. Thank you. Um, so it's like, it's so simple to do, but the mask looks scary as hell. It absolutely it's did. It's so effective, and I love it to death. I would absolutely agree with you on that. Um, for some reason, I heard that they flipped the mask inside out. Is no. that true? Nope. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I hear that. I have no idea. No. I just remember, like, I think it was on a, a podcast. I forget which one, but I think someone said that they flipped it inside out. No, they never did They that. might not have been talking about Halloween, but... Yeah, I forget. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they never did that. Um, yeah, the clothes for the rest of the cast were were good. They fit in with the times. Can we talk about? I just want to talk about. I just want to put out that um, Doctor Loomis's uh, outfit, especially his uh, classic. Um, I don't know what suit, not suit coat, but like his long trench coat, freaking on fleek. <laughs> Like, come on. Yeah. And honestly, whoever decided to put Jamie Lee Curtis in those pants, thank you. (laughs) Dude, her ass looked amazing. Oh, shit. I can't deny that, but. Dude, it looked. mm, Like, it looked good. Oh shit. Like it's almost distractingly good. <laughs> uh, like honestly, if like towards I, the end like when she's like asking Tommy to open the door, you're just like, "No, Tommy, open it a little slower." Like like come on. <laughs> Dude, but Jamie Lee Curtis has a nice ass. <laughs> she does. Honestly, she, she really does. Out of all like cuz I'm a freaking I notice butts. I'm a freaking butt guy until the day yeah, I die. I am too. Don't worry. She is that her ass in Halloween. 
top five. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. I think... Like, we talking just top five movies or, like, top five you've act like, in movies and real life you've ever seen? Movies. Okay. Movies. Because I've seen some really good ones <laughs> in real life. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, the the only there's a couple more that I'm I can't think of off the top of my head. Um the like honestly, maybe top three. <laughs> All right. But one someone else that's in that, that field yeah. is uh Sally Fields in uh Smokey and the Bandit. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> You're missing out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> shit uh anyway um yeah so whatever score you want to give this i will i'm i'll agree with i'm gonna go with a nine a nine yeah i will absolutely agree with you on that all right because michael's costume and jamie lee curtis's ass in those jeans (laughs) earns it on its own all right all right all right Alrighty, last up, personal grade. So, Kale's probably going to kill me of how high I rate this movie. <laughs> but overall, this is my favorite horror film of all time. I will never get tired of watching this movie. Michael Myers, to me, is the greatest slasher character ever created. Um, John Carpenter did amazing making this film. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is absolutely incredible as Laurie Strode. Um, Donald Pleasance is absolutely incredible as Dr. Samuel Loomis. Everything about this movie to me um, is great. Um, there are like some things that have might have aged a little bit, but overall it's still a really, really solid horror film, and I'm giving it a solid 95. Alrighty. I... When I first watched this movie, I did not think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. It's kind of the same thing that I had with um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't... Like, I actually thought... Like, so if we went back to before I've seen any of these movies, I thought that I was going to enjoy Friday the 13th the most. Really? Yeah. So, like, if I would have put, like... Because we've done the four original, or talked about the four original yep. um, movies. Because we haven't done Child's Play yet, um, as a breakdown, uh, which we'll get to eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're going off of that, what I thought my top, like, my order for these movies were going to be, I would have honestly said Friday the 13th, then Child's Play then Nightmare on Elm, and then Halloween. Wow. But my top four now, or like my order now, I might have enjoyed Nightmare on Elm a little bit more than... So it's it's really close. It is really close. Like the margins are really close. But yeah, number one for me is Nightmare on Elm. Number... 1.1 is Halloween. (laughs) Then number three would be Child's Play. And then like six would be Friday the 13th. Same, same. I mean, my order is Halloween, Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Friday the 13th. Yeah, which I totally understand. Um, 
But yeah, Michael Myers has easily become one of my favorite horror icons. Hell yes. Yeah, maybe not my... He's... He's tied with Freddy. Okay, that's fair. I, You know what? I can accept that answer. Yeah. Second Chucky. Or, what, third? Third would be Chucky, okay. yeah. And then Jason, just because I haven't seen everything that there is with Jason. That's Okay, that's fair. So... Maybe Jason might take Chucky's spot, but... As of right now. As of right now, no. All right. Fair enough. So, I'm not quite at a 95, but I am... <clears throat> I'm fairly close. I'm I'm sitting at a solid 90. Okay. I can give you that. Yeah. I, I liked it just... Like, because we both gave uh, Nightmare on Elm 90. Yeah. I I liked it just about the same. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a 90. All right. Um, think it more than deserves it. Um, so averaging that out, that brings our personal grade to a 92.5. And you will be happy to know that it is higher than Nightmare on Elm. Bitch, yes! <laughs> so, our final score for Halloween is a B. Yes! Yeah, it is sitting at a 87.06%. Beat it by a percent. Yep, by 0.1%. Yeah, by 0.1%. Yeah, don't get. Actually, no, it actually did beat it by a full point. Bitch, bitch, yes, bitch, yes. Yeah, so Sorry. it is sitting at an 80, yeah, 87.06. Uh, Nightmare on Elm is sitting at an 86.1. Okay. All right. Um, so every movie that I'm about to list off is a B-plus movie, just to compare it to other movies that we've broken down. Um, so we got ooh, 0.1% lower than Psycho. That's fair. That is completely fair. Yeah, it's a little. It's uh, two points lower than *The Five Bloods*. Okay. It is two points lower than *Ready or Not*. Okay. There. Yeah. Um. Same two points lower than both *The Avengers* and *Black Panther*. Okay. It is higher than *Spider-Man: Homecoming*. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, one point lower than The Invisible Man. Okay, that's not bad. Two points lower than Knives Out. Okay, fair. A, it's about in line with The Lovebirds. All right. Oh, actually, it is one point higher than The Lovebirds. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It is in line though with Parasite. Fair. Um, it is one point higher than Frozen. Bitches, take that, Elsa. Two points lower than Rocket Man. Okay. Two points lower than Spider Man: Far From Home. Ooh, it's right in line with Detective Pikachu. All right. Not bad. It, yeah. Detective Pichu is actually 0.3% higher. Oh, shit. All right. 
It is one point lower than the unicorn store. Okay. <laughs> I like that you have no comment. I, I really don't. <laughs> sorry. Uh, one point lower than How to Train Your Dragon two. Fair. One point higher than Captain Marvel. Fair. <laughs> In line with How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Uh, one point higher than the Lego Movie two. Yeah, that's that's absolutely understandable. And two points lower than both Dawn and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, that's not, yeah, that's actually not bad. Yeah, so that is all of our B plus movies. Okay. Um, if you guys are interested in looking at our list for these movies, like our ranking system, what the percentages are, letter grades, and whatnot. Uh, you can find a link to that uh, Excel sheet on our website, but which we'll give you a link to here shortly. Um, if you liked this Halloween special, um, you can find all of our other episodes on every format that you could, or every platform that you can find <laughs> podcasts. Yep. <laughs> uh, we are damn near everywhere. I'm still discovering places that we are on to this day. <laughs> um, people are like, hey, I heard your, or listened to your episode. I'm like, oh, where where you listen on? And then it'll tell me some random place. I'm like. That's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know we were on that. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, damn near everywhere. Catch all of our episodes on YouTube. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, facebook.com slash theallbros, Twitter and Instagram at theallbros. Uh, you can email us, uh, theallbroschannel at gmail.com. Hit us up with episode ideas. Um, if you want to answer our question of the weeks, which I typically post, <laughs> um, or if you want to join us on any episode that we do, we would love to have you on. Um, so, yeah. Um, our website, where you can find links to listen to the show, look at our uh, grading system. You can like go and look at the individual grades, um, or you could just look at the percentages and whatnot, whatever you want to do with that, really, and links to everything else that we do. Uh, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, and go check out the merch store on yeah. Public. There's a link on our website. Got so, some cool shit. Yeah, we got some real cool shit. Um, working on some... On changing some things around, hopefully. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that shit. Um, until Monday, <laughs> so just a couple more days, and you get a new episode from us where we'll be breaking down late night. Yeah, yeah. So look forward to that. And until next time, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb, and I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys Monday. Deuces. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, what does Medea say? Boo, bitch. Or something. Someone says that. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs>